And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, The Simpsons Did It gets canceled. And then we're going to do a comeback special. And then we're going to do a comeback special. We're going to get all our favorite special guests. Bette Midler, Elizabeth Taylor, uh, Hugh Hefner. Wait, that's not our show, is it? No, no. And we also don't get Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, we don't get Elizabeth Taylor either. No, but I we do get Luke. And we can't get Luke Perry anymore, unfortunately. No, that's sad. We'll have to talk yeah. about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess we can get Jaden and Mike Reese and Simpsons, Simpsons Man. Man. Uh, Bart of Darkness. We'll get them all back. We're getting The Simpsons did it back on the air with a comeback special. Although we're never going to leave. We're never um, going to leave. No. We're just like The Simpsons. We'll never die. Uh, so this week... We have the final episode of season four. It's episode 22. It is Krusty gets canceled. Now, before we start, before I continue on, I I want to say that when I was watching this episode, uh, my roommate came home from working out. He saw me watching the episode. He saw that it was called Krusty got canceled. He asked me specifically Oh, did he did he do something wrong? Not not because like t- television like another television show like he literally thought cancel culture. And I was like that is so weird that in this day and age that you watch, you know, you see an episode like this and your first thought is, "Oh shit, he did something wrong." And I had to explain to him like no, 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 like there's a whole other plot point that like he his his as show gets canceled because of outside interests yeah yeah so like it's crazy so like if you ever watch this episode and all you see is the title and you think cancel culture you were wrong yes this was also made in the 90s so you know that didn't that did not exist back then you mean accountability didn't exist in the 90s (laughs) um anyways uh this aired may 13th 1993 sad um recap when Krusty is taken off the air, he must do a comeback special to save his career. With the help of a couple friends. Yes. Our chalkboard gag this week. <laughs> I will not charge admission to the bathroom. Now, my question is, is which bathroom? Teacher's lounge bathroom, girl's bathroom, or boy's bathroom? Yes. <laughs> all of them. How, all did he, of them. how did he monitor all three bathrooms? He's got Millhouse and Nelson. Oh, okay. He's got a few lackeys to help collect on the uh, bathroom payment. But I really got to go potty. $20. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to pee my pants. $30. At that point, I just run outside and piss on the school. Um, Anyways, uh, Couch Gag this week uh, is our final repeat. It is from Selma's Choice. It is the Simpsons getting caught in a net trap. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, those hunters, they get the Simpsons every time. Yeah. All right, guys. So are you ready? We're beginning live from Springfield Harbor, where the sewage meets the sand. (laughs) And then there's a crab. I mean, it looks like a dump pile. It it actually looks like Racine's Beach for a while there. Um, But uh, a crab crawls up onto the land and coughs uh, and then spits. Because it's a really <laughs> crappy beach. Yeah. And so we get uh, Springfield Squares, 
which is a reference to the show Hollywood Squares. Yes. That's pretty yes, good. That's a, I, I love it, doing it on a beach. Yeah. Um, so our celebrities this week for celebrity, our Springfield Squares is the Capital City Goofball, Princess Cashmere, Barry White, which he must have hung around in Springfield, I guess. Yeah. After whacking days, like, you know what? This town sucks. I'll hang around to be a celebrity on Springfield Squares. Yep. Uh, Rainier Wolf Castle, Lurleen. So apparently she made some form of comeback from her uh, downtrodden days of, what was that? What episode was that with the award show? Oh, the Itchy and Scratchy, right? No, no, no. That was uh, the uh, Excellence Award for Homer. Oh, that was the Excellence Award. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she so she got out of the dumps a little bit and got onto Springfield Squares. Yep. And uh, finally, Troy McLure. Well, so that's not all of them. I couldn't read the names of the bottom three squares. Yeah, so the bottom see... the bottom right one was that Charles dude who didn't want to leave yeah. his box, which we'll talk about here in a second. And yep. then the other two, yeah, we didn't we didn't get the names yeah. the names for those, unfortunately. So also, so um, they taped it outside um, because that is a reference to when they used to do that for Hollywood Squares. They used to tape it like live on location. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it was it was definitely a pretty cool uh, cool idea, and so I do like how they there's an announcement that says you know <laughs> tidal wave is coming. Everybody get off the beach. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know all the celebrities go to Barry White Square because hey yeah. you know it's the most uh, protected square on the beach. Well, I mean you could have just gone to any of the three that were up there. Yeah, I mean, that would have probably been good. But Barry White's man, it had like a couch in it and <laughs> some furniture. And yeah. yeah. And so uh, this whole uh, tidal wave thing was a reference to an earthquake that shook up a 1971 taping of the Hollywood Squares. And Center Square Paul, uh, was it Lind? Lind? Uh, yeah. Was uh, hit the remaining spot where everyone else ran off stage. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's uh, um, To add on to the outside taping. This is a reference to the 86 version when they taped outdoor on location in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's Florida. It's nice. Pretty much two thirds of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we get a commercial for Gabo, 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 Gabo. Bart. What's Gabo? (laughs) (laughs) And then we see a news headline. What is Gabo? Or who is, or what is it? No, I think that was the billboard. I think that was the bill. No, that wasn't the billboard. No, it was the newspaper. Homer picked up the newspaper and says, who's Gabo? I mean, I guess if you really want to get someone's attention, just doing a commercial that uh, tries to hook you on, you know, it's a, it's a good, uh, good way to, good way to do it. Yep. And so I like how Lisa's like, she pours over that there's not going to be any information. <laughs> well, I'm going <laughs> to use all the power in my brain to figure it out. And it's just a sleeping donkey. Yep. With flies. That's Homer's brain. Yep. yep. That's Homer's brain. And so we get a Gabo is coming billboard. Um, but Burns Reese says Garbo. Who's Garbo? So, um, because he tells Smithers that he wants to look nice, and I believe this is a reference to the actress Greta Garbo. No, oh, she must from the nineteen forties. Okay, fifties. So that yeah. must have been uh, Burns's uh, take on it. Yep. And so we get five days till Gabo, <laughs> and so we go to church, and Lovejoy's like, everyone is saying Gabo this and Gabo that, but no one is saying worship this and Jericho that. 
<laughs> oh, Lovejoy. And now we get Gabo here today. And so then we learn that Gabo is a puppet and the show is on when Cresty is on because they're, they're watching yeah. TV. And they're like, this today at four o'clock. And the kids are like, that's when Cresty's on. Yep. And so I like how Bart's like, well, this puppet can't uh, can take the world by storm with a good hook and catchphrase. And that catchphrase is, I'm a bad little boy. I caramba. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is there like two? I, yeah, I guess there's multiple television stations because we have the Spanish station. And uh, yep. uh, yeah, because we see that later because Krusty watches Bumblebee, man. Yeah. And so uh, so now we get uh, Gabo doing his big opening number. And it's uh, he sings, you're going to like me. You're going to love me. Cause I can do most anything. I can do the holly golly. And he does a little, like a little tap dance thing. I can imitate Vin Scully. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Vin Scully was uh, the longtime Dodgers broadcast announcer who retired a few years ago. Yeah. He's like, let's take a time out from this triple play to talk about farmer Dan's pure pork sausages. Mm -mm. (laughs) I'll give out a, I'll, I'll give out shiny dimes. I'm I will travel back in time. And he brings back like a pilgrim. (laughs) And so then we get like miniature toy soldiers and like little Russian dolls. They come out and they're singing and they're like, you're going to like him. You're going to love him. It's the greatest show in town. And that last line is a reference to the Ringley brothers and the Barnum Bailey circus. It's the greatest show on earth. Yeah. And now my question is, um, it, so is this intro going to be taped and reused every episode or do they got to actually perform this every single episode? Well, if they're do- I, so, and we're going to get into this because um, I, I do talk about, you know, them doing it live later on. Yeah. So I feel like they do this live every time or it's possible they pre-tape it. And they start it. So like when we do our newscast now, our 5 p.m. show, we pre-tape our intro stuff and then we come out live. So I, you could theoretically tape the intro and then dissolve out to a camera shot live. Okay. So, and so now uh, we uh, cut to Krusty saying the dummy doesn't scare him. He's like, I've had plenty of guys come after me and I've buried them all. Hobos, <laughs> sea captains, Joey Bishop. Don't forget and the Special Olympics. Oh, yeah. I slaughtered the Special Olympics. <laughs> so um, so I guess maybe the sea captain had his own show at some point. <laughs> maybe. But. But Joey Bishop is a real comedian. He starred in the situation comedy, The Joey Bishop Show, which premiered in September of 61 and ran for 123 episodes over four seasons, first on NBC, later on CBS. Uh, Bishop played the character Joey Barnes, at first a publicity agent, and then later a talk show host. And then he, uh, and then his, his wife, or uh, the actress Abby Dalton joined the cast in 62 as his wife. Nice. So that's who Joey Bishop. There is a lot, a lot of references in this episode. I'm just going to state that right now. There is a lot of them. Yep. And so, uh, so also Krusty is chain smoking while he's like saying all this. You see a pile of cigarettes. He gave up on those nicotine patches. Yeah. So then a guy brings in the ratings and now... I, I don't know how later on this is. It can't be the same day, 
because in 93, there was no way to get ratings the same way because back in that day, it was the Nielsen's ratings and they send out journals to people and they would write down what they watched when they watched it. And then they would send it back. And that's how Nielsen collected their ratings. Nowadays, there's a thing called metered markets where you can get the ratings within three to five days of that, you know, the day you want the ratings, Yeah, which is nice. I don't know if we did mention this, but, uh, uh, Krusty's assistant's name is uh, Miss Penny Candy. Oh yes, we had we didn't manage. That's funny. That's a James Bond reference. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know the guy brings in and they lost to uh, Channel Ocho, which <laughs> when I saw this it reminded me of the movie Dodgeball and ESPN Eight, the Ocho. <laughs> yeah. Um. And um. And yes, the Simpsons have the Spanish Channel, and so. Krusty's like, well, I'll turn it on. And Bumblebee Man's at a diner. And he's like, he orders two eggs and he has the eggs thrown in his face. And Krusty laughs. And he's like, I got to steal that bit. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how he's Krusty just, gets a lot of his gags. Yeah, as we'll find out. So then we cut to Millhouse, Nelson and Bart, who are apparently friends at this point in the show. Yeah. Uh, they're all hanging out. And they're playing with those little, little uh, electric cars on the track with the little remotes. Yep. Which my buddy Ryan had those. And that was awesome. And those actually came out in the 80s. So that's kind of awesome. I like that. Um, so, you know, Millhouse is bored. They're all bored. Yeah. And Nelson's like, well, Bart, what would happen if you put your train on the track? So he puts the train on the track and it like starts electrifying and melts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if there's enough electricity on those to do that, but maybe there is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're pretty powerful to make the cars go that fast, but yeah, I don't know yeah. if it could technically melt a train. Yeah. So, you know, the boys, you know, turn on Krusty and Krusty is trying to beat Gabbo at his own game and he does the whole ventriloquism thing. And Krusto, <laughs> Krusty asks his uh, dummy, Elf, Alphonse is the name of the dummy. He asks, why is a raven like a writing desk? And that question is a reference to Alice in Wonderland. Yep. So, uh, so then, you know, Alphonse is talking and his <laughs> mouth falls off and all the children scream and, uh, uh Bart, like, or, uh, Krusty, like drop kicks the dummy and it lands in the stands and all Bart the just, scream. Yeah. Yeah. And Bart, we cut back out to Bart and he just sighs. Yeah. It's like, sad. oh my God. So then we get a Springfield. So we get Springfield variety and Springfield shopper in this episode. We get a Springfield variety newspaper headline that reads Gabo Fabo, crusty, rusty. Yep. Yeah. And now, so Krusty's really, you know, he's pretty <laughs> ready to pretty ready to, you know, do whatever it takes to keep his audience. And yep. so Krusty tells people, if they watch, I'll send you a check for $40. <laughs> and those boys, oh, checks will not be honored. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Oh, and, that's so, good. and so then we cut to uh, Mayor Quimby, who's uh, um, on, on, on a stage. He's like, I admit I used the city treasury to fund my mur- uh, fund the murder of my enemies. But, Gabba, but as Gabba would say, I'm a bad little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, God. I mean, that, oh. that takes care of everything, right? That's yeah, like, yeah. That that just takes care of takes care of it all. It, it um, would not. It, no narrator. It does not take care of anything. You know, and uh, so now we get a Springfield Shopper headline: Quimby reelected by landslide. Because <laughs> he's a bad little boy, but so it's yeah. okay. And yeah. uh, sub headline reads: Two more bodies surface in Springfield <laughs> Harbor. <laughs> oh God, it's so funny. Oh, uh, I don't think that would work. Well, maybe it would in this day and age. Uh, anyways, continue on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
And so now, you know, every or so somehow, you know, Gabo got the rights to Itchy and Scratchy's because, you know, Krusty's like, well, we used to have Itchy and Scratchy. And so, 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 so now he's like, well, kids, this is where you would watch Itchy and Scratchy, except they're on the Gabo show now. So here's your here's Eastern Europe's favorite cat and mouse team, Worker and Parasite. And then we get this is probably one of my favorite lines Krusty ever has. What the hell was that? So here, here's the thing. Itchy and Scratchy is produced by the Krusty Lou Studios. Yeah. Like that. Pro- so uh, like, or, well, so when they go, when Abe writes for it, was it the Itchy and Scratchy production? I guess it was Itchy and Scratchy Productions. Yeah. So I, I don't well, the, know. The productions company was at Krusty Lou Studios. So they're probably just renting a soundstage or whatever yeah. at Krusty so Lou i don't Studios. know i don't know how gabo would get the rights to the show because usually you you're under contract yeah so the only way they would be able to get the rights is that the contract expired there's no way to renegotiate and be like oh yeah we'll give you more money um i highly doubt there's a clause in there that says oh yeah if the crusty show tanks we leave or maybe there is so i, I i'm really curious to know how gabo got the rights to itchy and scratchy Yep. And yeah, but but everyone leaves because Krusty Show after the worker in Parasite because it was literally to make no sense. What yeah. the hell was that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone leaves the Krusty Show and now he has to tell his crew that they've been canceled because their ratings are good. And part yeah. of the network is like, we got to shut you down. And uh, but we got to be proud because we never put on a bad show, except that week. Ray J. Johnson uh, was his co-host. <laughs> you could Who, call me again? Ray, you could call me Jay, or you could call me Ray J. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ray J. Johnson was a real comedian whose real name is Bill Saluga, and his shtick uh, was, uh, he was Ray J. Johnson, and he would become annoyed when anybody addressed him as Mr. Johnson, exclaiming in a loud voice, my name is Raymond J. Johnson Jr. Now you can call me Ray, or you can call me Jay. <laughs> Or you can call me Johnny, or you can call me Sonny, or you can call me Junie, or you can call me Junior. Now you can call me Ray J, or you can call me RJ, or you can call me RJJ, or you can call me RJJ Junior. And ultimately he ends with, but you doesn't, you doesn't, you can't, you don't have to call me Johnson. Eh. Wow. You really yes. fucked that up at the end there. Yeah. Well, I'm not a comedian and no. I've never practiced the bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that. That's definitely a, a very popular bit. I've, I've heard that uttered quite a okay. bit. Yeah, I've never heard that bit until I, I looked it up. Oh, really? No, I've yeah. heard. Oh, I've heard this bit. It's a good yeah. bit. Okay. Uh, and so Krusty tells uh, everyone that they're like family. And then Mel tries to speak <laughs> and Krusty tells him to shut his hole. <laughs> <laughs> god it's, oh yeah and so i this is the bit where you know crusty's like well i gotta find out what to do with my time yes. and so crusty goes to johnny carson and i like how crusty rings the johnny carson's doorbell and the doorbell theme is the theme to the tonight show that's, that's pretty awesome. good i'm sure he paid someone to uh do a nice little doorbell chime to yeah you know get that functional and it's not like the march doorbell chime that keeps going i know that's pretty good and so yeah. Krusty asks how uh, Carson copes with not being on TV. And Carson asks Krusty about his financial situation. Because he says he probably made a lot of money, you know. Dude, he's like, uh, yeah. Uh, and so now they go play tennis. Because obviously Johnny Carson has a tennis court at his house. 
Yes. And, you know, uh, Carson asks Krusty if he wants to stay for dinner. And he's like, no, I got to go. Well, you're going to miss out because we have some special guests. <laughs> and uh, uh, one of them was like a San Diego zoo, zoo uh, yeah. monkey, monkey handler, like, probably. Uh, yeah. Like the the fact that he's like, I, I think he still believes he's on TV. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the bit where he's like, oh, and our guests are going to be so and so and so and so. And Krusty just kind of wanders off. Yeah. He's like, because okay, like, okay, he like, because. Yeah. So now we cut to Krusty, who's doing an audition for Melrose Place. <laughs> and he, you know, he does a scene, he kisses the other actress, and he doesn't she get the part. His, she honks, oh, his, honks nose. his nose. Which, so, why is he still wearing the nose? And the face paint? Yeah. Well, did we learn that it was like an accident or something, and it's like permanent? That's true, yeah. yeah. Well, the face paint was. But there's episodes where he takes off the face paint. There is, yep. Yeah. So now we go to Springfield Downs, and uh, it's a horse race without jockeys. Apparently. Be- because the horse the horse wanders over to Krusty. Yeah. Uh, and Krusty bet on a bad horse, and the like, horse just... No, don't uh, look at me. I'll get away. I'm like, no. I feel like the jockey, if there were any, would guide the horse away, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so then we cut back to the Simpsons watching the Gabbo show, and Gabbo does a prank phone call bit. Which Bart is like, Gabbo stole that from Krusty. And he says, Krusty stole that from Steve Allen, who voiced Bart in the episode, season three, episode 18, separate vocations when Bart was a witness. Um, it's the episode where Bart becomes a hall monitor and Lisa like becomes a bad, per- like she becomes the quote unquote bad boy. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, and so my question is, does Bart do the prank phone calls because of Krusty? Maybe yeah, I bet like he saw it on uh why he chose Mo is a different story, but yeah. uh yeah, I mean I guess he's a Krusty the Clown fanatic and uh yeah, I, I feel like that could be a good reason. But I love Gabbo's like now it's time for another patented Gabbo crank call. <laughs> Ooh, I love these. <laughs> <laughs> and so but like the fact that like Bart's like, Oh, uh he stole that from Krusty and Lisa's like, Well, he stole that from Steve Allen, and then uh, uh, Grandpa is with them. He's like, yeah. everything's stolen nowadays. Like the fax machine, which is just a waffle iron with a phone attached. Um, for anybody uh, younger than the age of, like, 40, well, maybe 25, uh, a fax machine is a phone, but also like a printer thing where you put a piece of paper in and it scans it and it sends it to another fax machine after you dial a phone number into it and then this is the meme where you go shut up grandma it's like uh it's like sending a uh analog email that's yeah yeah. that's a good way to put it analog email i like it yeah so uh gabble calls crusty and i love how like crusty's like well, if this is the callback for that porno film. <laughs> yeah. And Gabbo has like the look on his face like, oh my God, this is going better than I thought it would. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Krusty, you know, figures out he's being pranked because like Gabbo's like, oh, well, we'll give you this and this and this. And he's like, if this is anyone but Steve Allen. You're stealing my pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, that was so oh. funny. I love yeah. it. Um, so then Bart suggests that uh, someone should ruin Gabbo's career. Yeah, somebody ought to ruin Gabbo's career the way you ruin Krusty's. At least it's like, two wrongs don't make a right, Bart. <laughs> yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Dad, two things, two wrongs make a right, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, 
the- in theory, two wrongs could make a right. Two lefts make a right, too. Isn't it three lefts make a right? Or is it three lefts? I think it's three lefts make a right. Okay. Two wrongs don't make a right, but three le- three lefts make a right. Okay. Sounds good. And so, yeah, I love how the uh, the the guys go off the air. Yeah. And Gavis yeah. like, that ought to hold those little SOBs. <laughs> yeah. So somehow Bart got to the house. Or is this like a different day? Like, it might be a different day. Yeah, I uh, mean, maybe it's like, okay, we're going to ruin Krusty's career and then different day. And then he goes to the Gabo's career. Yeah. And so uh, Bart is spying on Gabo. Um, now, you can you can talk about this next scene and then I'm going to go on a little mini rant because I hate this scene. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. And so so the I like how, you know, the, the little hold the SOB line uh, yeah. spoken after camera during, you know, that it's turned off. And is taken from a 1950s kitty show. Oh, yeah. In which the host asked, Are we off the air? And then said, That ought to hold those little SOBs for another week. Well, <laughs> so, um, so that's a, it's an urban legend that that happened. I don't know. I, according to the, what I got, it, it actually happened. Mm, I've heard it's like, an urban then, legend. And then he did not know he was still on the air and, uh, was, uh, uh dismissed. So the, this, so the whole thing reminded me of, um, for any of you who don't know who Bill O'Reilly is, he is a talking head on Fox news way back in the day when he was like an anchor, um, they wanted to do like, he got confused by something. They were supposed to tape it and he got confused. He was still on camera and he starts screaming, fuck it. We'll do it live. And it's this whole bit. You can find it on YouTube. It's hilarious. I quote it. Yeah. Okay, and then so I I like how after we do that we cut to Kent Brockman and after his he goes off he's like well you skip the well you skip the whole the whole the whole thing where Bart distracts the camera guy and he goes hey he uh, somebody wrote a naughty limerick on the men's room wall and the guy's like I gotta see this and so Bart flips the camera back on so this is my problem first of all are they doing this live or are they taping it granted it really doesn't matter. Because the cameras are always on in a studio. It seems to me they were doing this live because, you know, they, they cut to commercial. Yeah. Turning a camera on will will simply not put you back on air. This is not <laughs> going to happen. So Bart flipping the camera on. So Gabba would have never been caught saying this in the first place. But I thought you said so, the cameras are always on. The cam- But you're so that's the thing. So they're probably in a commercial break. Bart literally flips a switch on the camera from off to on. That's not going to put you back on air. Well, some the, button the, puts you back on air. Yeah. It's when the commercial break is over. I highly doubt the commercial break is over, but can't plus, you, but can't you plus hold it, on in, sh- in a studio for a camera to be on you. Somebody in the back has to push a button to put that camera on air. Plus somebody has to turn your microphone on. Your microphone is most like now, granted, there are mistakes where a microphone is left on whenever you're on stage. You should always like at like if you're ever taping or doing news, always act like the microphone is hot. So th- this whole scene is just it's not good and I don't like it. And we're going to move on. Sure. Yeah, you could just make that call. I just want to make you more angry. So but OK, but OK, to be fair, 
you're you're saying the button on the camera can't make it back on air, but maybe that, but there is a button that does make it back on air, regardless of where. Let, let, let's leave it at that. Regardless but of clearly, where, but where the button is, that's a different story. But well, there, there is, is no but there is no button to put you back on air. So if they're doing this live, there is a what we call in the industry a master control room that controls when commercial breaks are run, somebody pushes a button, literal button to roll a commercial break. Yes. So when you come back from commercial break, usually, I don't know how it was done in the nineties. I'm assuming in the nineties, you might've had to push a button to bring you back on air. Usually you're also telling your talent to stand by. So there is no reason that Gabo would be saying this live on air because they would have told Arthur, Hey, you're going to be live in like 10 seconds. <laughs> okay. But Bart Bart uh, uh, wanted to screw that up, and it was yes. funny. Uh, but now, but now we uh, cut over to Kent Brockman, who yeah. uh, does the same thing. He thought he's always like he like they end the news cycle, and then he's like that'll hold those little sobs. Well, he laughs. He laughs about the line. Yeah, and he turns. He's like, "Oh, the segment's over." But like, I'm assuming the little red light is still on the camera, and he, yep. he says it. And then they have a graphic that's like. Can't Brockman in trouble. I'm like, they had that ready to go quickly. Well, they knew he was going to pull that crap because he's yeah. probably said it before. Yeah. Uh, and so we get a headline. Gambo's still number one in spring Springfield. Brockman fired. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time Kent Brockman has been fired. Yep. Yeah. And so Bart and Lisa, you know, find Krusty on the street corner with a sign that says, we'll drop pants for food. Because <laughs> now he's pretty much he'll do anything to, you know, because he's eat. Apparently he's homeless. He lost his entire like, but he, but is he? I don't, I don't, I don't know. It seems really weird, but I yeah. guess so. And then uh, I do love this is I <laughs> dude. I completely forgot I about this old man just ain't what he used to be. It's like that guy's giving it away for free. <laughs> yeah, the old man has his pants dropped. This old man ain't what he used to be is great. I love it. Oh, it's so awesome. I absolutely love that guy. That guy yeah. is fan fantastic and so the kids take Krusty back to his apartment which okay so I guess Krusty lives in an apartment not a mansion I guess well he doesn't have any money well I guess so he he downgraded well he wouldn't wouldn't he have a bunch of money if he sold his mansion I guess no because he wasted it all on horse racing right and so Krusty's like 35 years in show business and already no one remembers me just like what's his name (laughs) and who's it and you know that guy who always wore a shirt (laughs) You know, I kind of do that too when I'm like, you know, the thing with the guy, yep. you know, the the, the guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so um, Bart and Lisa are looking around the room and they see a picture of Luke Perry. He's like, oh, you know, Luke, I, I didn't know you knew Luke Perry. It's like, no, him. He's my worthless half brother. <laughs> and yeah. Lisa's like, yeah, he's a big TV star. Yeah. On Fox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> another, yeah, another punch at fox what was uh luke perry's favorite or not his favorite what was his big show was, was it, it 90210 yeah that's yeah 90210 or was it dawson's creek no that's uh what's his nuts uh were they both on that show Vander- vanderbeek oh okay maybe yeah you're right so maybe it was, uh, must have been melrose place yeah uh oh melrose uh he did beverly hills 90210 from 1990 right, to 95 and then 98 to 2000 yep. he was also on the uh series ripperdale yeah oh yeah he played uh archie's dad before really? he passed away yep oh 
He also did a he also did a voice on uh, the Simpsons. He voiced himself on this episode. He was yeah. also in the movie The Fifth Element. Oh, I might have to go back and check that out. I don't know that yep. one off the top of my head. But yeah, so we'll we'll uh, have a moment of science here for Luke Perry on The Simpsons did it. Okay. Has it been has it been long enough yet? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Homer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Luke Perry is awesome, dude. I absolutely love Luke Perry. Um, but yeah, Elizabeth Taylor's yeah. a friend of Krusty's, Bette Midler. Uh, him and Bette Midler owned a racehorse together, and they called it Crudler. Crudler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, yeah. But you figure, uh, you figure Krusty would be better at betting on horses if he actually owned a horse. You would think, but you'd be wrong. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Bart and Lisa come up with the idea to basically recruit all of these stars for a comeback special. Yep. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good deal. I feel yep. like, I feel like that's a really good way to, you know, get, get everyone back on board with Krusty and Krusty's down for it. He's like, all right, kids, you go get that. I'm going to go get ready. And yeah. He gives Krusty, them the address book. Yep. He gives them the address book. And so then Krusty's like, ah, oh, turns on the TV. And now the old man from the street now has his own TV show. Cause they're basically just giving away TV shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Anyone can have a TV show even now. Okay. Look, this is, yeah. this is crazy for the nineties. Cause a lot of celebrities, you know, were just getting their own TV shows nowadays with, the streaming and the oh, internet yeah. and everything. Dude, you could literally have your own YouTube channel, which we do. So check it out. Simpsons did a podcast on YouTube. <laughs> a- any old schmuck can do this. <laughs> absolutely. Anyone can have their own show. But and that's almost what this industry has become now. I mean, almost yeah. every person under the sun. I mean, you might not be big or might not get famous from it, but literally anyone could have their own show now. Yep. And yes, you can. Yep. And so now we uh, see Bart and Lisa go f- meet their first uh, celebrity, Bette Midler, on the side of the road. Yep. There's a, uh, I love how there's a sign, litter removal, next two miles, courtesy of Bette Midler. Yep. Because uh, she I, is now, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you know anything about Bette Midler in real life. I sure don't. Is she a very, like, environmentally friendly person? She must be. I don't know if the, if she, because she voiced herself, so I don't know if yeah. she would do that if she wasn't. But yeah. the, the sign is inspired by actual signs on Los yes. Angeles freeways. So, yeah. So I love, so uh snake and some other guy like drive by snake throws a can out the window. Now I had to pause it. Um, when it lands on the ground, it is clearly a buzz cola can. Clearly. If you pause it, it says buzz cola, but when bet picks it up, it is now a duff can. Oh, those animators. They screwed up. And so I love how like Bette Miller runs down Snake and Snake's like, oh no, it's Bette Miller. And like she throws the can back in the car in the truck and Snake just spins out and crashes. I don't like know if action I film. It, I, I don't know if it exploded or not. I don't it was know. Off camera. Yeah. But I, I it's funny because it's like, you know, those action movies where like they run down run down the bad guy and um and so, you know, Bart and Lisa talk to Bet and Midler's like, yeah, I'll do the special and another drive uh guy drive by drives by and throws a duff can out his window and she's like, I have a mission to do and she's like she th- chucks the can long distance lands it in the dude's car and the dude spins off the road. That one explodes. Uh, I'll, I'll get you, Bette Mittler. Yeah. And then that, <laughs> that one explodes. Yes, that one explodes. So then uh, we get the Shelbyville Star Tours where Hugh Hefner has his own pad. Ah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, 
He's, I, I think, doesn't, well, obviously Hugh Hefner has passed away as well, but didn't he have two mansions? Didn't he have one, like, in Florida and one in Hollywood? I think so, yeah. Um, and so, you know, Bart, Bart gets to be the one to talk to Hugh, and this is the first time he's, uh, he has smoked a bubbles pipe. No, second. Yeah, I said it's not the first. Oh, I thought you said it was his first. <laughs> no, it's well, not the first time. I think it's the same outfit. All together, yeah. the same outfit from when yeah. uh, the, the the next door, the new kid on the block. Yes. Um. And so, like, yeah, he's got the, the bubble pipe and he was showing him around and the bunnies are, like, doing science. Like, you know, I do like this where, like, they don't dehumanize the women. Yep. Like, they make them, like, smart and sexy. Well, and... weren't most of the Playboy bunnies actually, like, college grads like they actually yeah. did stuff it was more of a secondary yeah. job for them yeah and so like um bart's like can i call you hef and hugh hefner's like no <laughs> <laughs> no so they get so they get hugh hefner and uh so then we cut to moe's and we have a sign outside <laughs> that says tonight only at moe's the red hot chili peppers and, why were uh, they even there your agent said no, this place on. could hold thirty thousand people that's the point they're like um, they're like, oh, you, uh, Mo lied to their agent. He's like, yeah, they, this place can fit there. Well, don't forget, didn't they, uh, host, uh, Aerosmith in there? Not yeah. Aerosmith. Was it Aerosmith? Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, they, cause, and didn't they also like, uh, that was the Flaming Moe's episode, wasn't yeah. it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but Barney is the only one there. And he's like, we want a chili willy. We, we want, want chili willy. We so want is that a, chili willy. So is there a band chili willy or is that the reference to the cartoon from the fifties and sixties? I think Barney's drunk. That's fair. That's a fair point. <laughs> but it could and be so, because of that. Maybe chili peppers, yeah. chili willy. It could, it could yeah. be the cartoon reference. Yeah. Yeah. So Bart goes to Moe's. Somehow he knew the red hot chili peppers were going to be there. Well, there is a and, giant ass sign hanging fair. outside okay. the Moe's. Yeah, okay. So he goes in and he's like, hey, would you guys agree to perform for Krusty? And the band's like, yeah, as long as you can get us out of here. So Bart goes, well, <laughs> hey, Moe, look over there. And Moe looks and he gets the, he gets like, everybody. What? what am I looking at? Yeah. Is it that thing? What am I looking at over here? And so all the, all, they all leave and Homer, how did Homer not see the red hot chili peppers? Like leave the bar. Maybe he saw them leave the bar. Just maybe do, didn't Did, recognize them. I don't know. So Homer walks in and uh, Homer's like, Mo, what you looking at? And, uh, uh, or no, he's like, oh, Mo, can I look too? And he's like, it'll cost you. <laughs> and so my wallet's in the car. And so Homer <laughs> runs out. Mo's like. What a, he's so stupid. And then Mo turns and looks at it again. again. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't even know what he's looking at. No. So now we cut to uh, Lisa. Well, we don't see Lisa and Bart, but Lisa and Bart went to go see Elizabeth Taylor and her assistant's like, oh, well, they wanted you to do something special. And I told them to buzz off. And she's like shining uh, an Oscar award. And uh, she's like, good, good. Um, so, uh, Lisa and Bart go back to Krusty to tell him the good news. Well, here's here's my question though. Here's my question. So Bart and Lisa went on this journey for all these celebrities, right? Yes. Okay. So Hefner's, I would say fair because he lives in Shelbyville and we learned last episode that Shelbyville is like 40 some miles away. So they could have taken a bus or something. Okay. Kids traveling on their own on a bus, probably not the safest, but I'll let it slide. Okay. Where? Okay. Bette Midler must've been somewhere on a Springfield highway. Yes. Okay. I get that. Maybe kids on the middle of a highway might not be the safest either. But where the hell does Elizabeth Taylor live? 
We maybe she lives in Shelby. Maybe everybody has a pad in Shelbyville. I, <laughs> well, because remember that it's the Shelbyville Stars Tour. I get. Oh, right. Yeah. So they all live in Shelbyville or have second houses or third houses in Shelbyville. Shelbyville. That's where all the celebrities want to live these days, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, we get Lisa and Bart going back to Krusty, and he's now fat yep, because like, he was drinking milkshakes. Yeah, Lisa's like, Krusty, what have you done to yourself? I thought I'd get into shape, so I've been drinking nothing but milkshakes. You mean those diet milkshakes? Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, Lisa and Bart invite uh, Krusty to stay with the Simpsons. Yep. And so Homer uh, tells Krusty, you can, sit, you can sleep on this fold-out couch. Oh, and he starts ripping out the foam, and he's like, "Oh, that must have been our old sofa." See, yeah, see? yeah. that they, they. This is how we know how many couches the Simpsons go through. Homer just completely <laughs> forgot that. Uh, yep. The the throw the, now it could have been the one from the remember when they did the uh, living room Olympics and they destroyed the yes. couch. Brother, yes. brother, can I spare two dimes? Yes. Maybe that was the fold out couch Homer yeah, was talking about. Maybe, maybe. Yep. And so now Krusty and Marge, uh, basically there's a montage, you know, Marge working out and Marge is knocking things over with her hair again. I would, so I would, I would like to point out at this point, and I watched the entire episode to make sure Marge does not have a single speaking part in this. She doesn't say an, a word in this episode. And that's because, uh, her voice actress, who is Julie Kavner, um, didn't like all the celebrity guest appearances. Um, she, it was over a protest of the overuse of them. She's still credited because I mean, Marge still shows up. This is the first time in the history of the series that one of the family members, excluding Maggie, cause she is a baby does not have a single line. There are several episodes where this, uh, Simpsons characters have a word or a couple words. Homer Simpson is the only character in the entire series that has a spe- has a speaking role in every episode. Nice. So this so, is the first one. Well, I guess my question really becomes then is so there have been a few episodes from this point on yes. where they have a ton of celebrities voicing yeah. it. I mean, we'll have to keep, we'll put a pin in it, but I feel like she must, Julie Kavner must have gotten over her, uh, I don't know, her not wanting a ton of celebrities in an episode. Money will do that. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we get to uh, Krusty uh, practicing <laughs> throwing pies and he like, throws a pie at Homer's face and just keeps missing and hits the wall until Bart gives him a hot one straight out of the oven. And Krusty, you know, is like, ah, and then hits Homer in the face and Homer yells in pain. It's like, ooh, ah, ooh, yum. Yeah, he <laughs> eats some of the pie off of his face. Yeah. Hot pie coming through. And ooh, so that would have hurt. That would probably, I feel like if you took a pie directly out of the oven after it's done cooking, Krusty would have burns on his hand and Homer would probably have at least second degree burns on his face. Oh, yeah. Do they both be destroyed? Yes. And so Homer and Krusty are now boxing in the living room. And, uh, you know, Krusty just isn't feeling it because he's like, I don't know if this is going to work until Gabbo shows up on TV (laughs) and then starts beating the crap out of Homer. And then Mark changes the TV. No, no, no. Maggie. It was Maggie. Maggie. 
Okay, Maggie changes the TV channel to like a financial channel, and now port prices are on the rise, which makes Homer <laughs> upset and starts fighting Krusty. So, I mean, that's a good good way to get a boxing match going. Yeah. And then, so now Krusty, you know, is starting to punch meats, uh, which is a reference to training of Rocky, which I wish there was some music would have been in the background. Yeah. And, I mean, it doesn't have to be the Rocky music in, in no. general, but just some sort of workout music in the background yeah. would be kind of cool. And then... Krusty's punching on one side, Homer's eating on the other. So did they cook this giant thing of meat then at some point? Because normally you don't just cook a giant slab of uh, beef. Yeah, I don't don't know. Uh, Well, it's it's a frozen piece of beef. It's like Rocky. He punches frozen beef. Well, I know that, but Homer wouldn't be eating a frozen piece of meat. Oh, maybe it's defrosted. You (laughs) You can eat raw meat. It's not good for you. Uh, so then we see Krusty flexing in the mirror, and then you know he's ripped, but then he unflexes and is flabby. He's the Homer, the Homer flab. <laughs> yeah. But I think haven't we seen Homer do that too, where he flexes and it's all like I think. And... Well, no, I think that was his imagination. Oh, was it? I yeah. thought we'll have to keep it. I think I'm thinking of the uh, uh, the applesauce. The what was it? Where the where he climbs the murder horn. Oh, the murder. Oh, I feel yeah. like that that episode where he's buff when he flexes, but still flabby. I, we'll I we'll put know. a pin in that. But I think there's an episode where Homer does that, too. Yeah. Um, and so know. now 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 one of the last places they have to go because they got to go get Mel back. Uh, they go to the <laughs> gulp and blow. And Krusty's like, but you got to come back, Mel. We're a team. No, Krusty. You always treated me rather shabbily. On our last show, you poured liquid nitrogen down my pants and cracked my buttocks with a hammer. Uh, ouch! Yeah, ouch! That might, that, might, that might hurt. And so we see the uh, squeaky teenage guy in the back, and he uh, drops uh, Krusty's taco in the fryer and retrieves it. Now, hey, a deep fried taco could be pretty good. Yeah, could be pretty. Why good. was he holding it over the deep fryer? I don't know. Why would a taco? Well, it's a gulp and blow, so they have like. They probably- they probably have to do the hamburger hot dog wheel. They probably do a lot of yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff. And uh but then he yeah, offers Krusty his tacos <laughs> like I don't want it and then and then leaves and we go to Krusty Lou Studios. I will like to point out that he does say that each taco that he doesn't give comes Yeah, out comes of out of his salary. <laughs> yeah. And so now we're practicing. They're on they're on the Krusty Lou Studios practicing for the comeback special and they actually did get Luke Perry to Yep. To join Bart, we did. I wish I would have seen that scene. That would have been kind of a yeah. cool scene to see Bart and Lisa go get yeah. Luke Perry. Um, now the question becomes like, they're stepbrothers, right? No, they're half brothers. Okay, they're half brothers. And so we don't know the mother, we don't right? know the father. Oh, we don't know the father or the mother, or both? we don't know either. Well, they're half, so either they have the same mom or they have the same dad, but we now, don't know. Yeah, so it's uh. Herschel Krzysztofski. If I had, had a guess, I, if I had a guess, it would probably be the same mother. Think same mother? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I guess we never, do we ever learn who Krusty's mother is? I don't think so. All but right. Luke Perry does not look like Rabbi Krzysztofski. No, not at all. So yeah, we'll put a pin in it. See if we ever learn who <laughs> Krusty's mom is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see, uh, them, uh, practicing balloon animals and Krusty does, you know, the traditional dog Yeah. and, uh, Luke Perry does a 1960, it was a 1960s carousel, carousel. <laughs> and Krusty gets upset and kicks him off stage for, uh, you know, out upstaging, uh, upstaging him. him. 
And he's like, well, Krusty, you got to find me something I could do. Well, I could shoot you out of a cannon into a well, brick wall. Well, no, Krusty imagines, imagines yeah. that. Yeah. We'll find something for you. I do like the fact that while he's imagining this, so he, you know, cannons him into a brick wall, and then we get the peep hole magazine with the uh, cover that says, new look for Luke Perry. And yep. obviously, this is a reference to People magazine. Yeah, this isn't the first time we've had the People magazine. Yeah. Yep. And so uh so then we get I believe this is a yeah, this is a headline. Krusty special airs today, and then a subheadline that reads Cabo to have real boy operation, which is a reference to Pinocchio. Yep. Because you know, Pinocchio wants to be a real boy. And so now we come to what we all have been waiting for, the Krusty comeback special. And his comeback special is styled exactly like Elvis Presley's 68 comeback special, which was aimed at getting Elvis back into the spotlight after having a sabbatical. And I believe that sabbatical was being in the army. Not getting abducted by aliens? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm just, saying, so, I'm just saying that's where how, what a lot of people think happened to Elvis. Uh, no, he died on the crapper. Um, so we're so they go outside and Gabo and Arthur are watching uh, people line up for Krusty special. Yep. And Gabo's like, who do we have? All we have is Ray J. Johnson. <laughs> that's awesome. Because Krusty, you know, they, they that was Krusty's bad episode. And yeah. that's what they're left with. It's, and and now we get Krusty uh, asking the Red Hot Chili Peppers to change some lyrics. Yep, Krusty's like, now, boys, uh, the network has a problem with some of your lyrics. Would you mind changing them for the show? Forget you, clown. Yeah, our lyrics are like our children, man. No way. Well, okay. But here where you say, what I got, you gotta get it and put it in ya. How about just, <laughs> what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you. And wow, they loved it. Wow, that's much better. Yeah, everyone can enjoy that. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm sure there had to have been some I'm with a lot of these 90s bands, I'm sure Chili Peppers, Green Day, Blink, yeah. like a lot of the early 90s uh new pop culture bands. Yeah. I'm sure there had to have been a lot of flack for them being on yeah. Conan and you know, Leno and a lot of the early TV shows because always these big bands would perform on these shows. I would have to imagine this this is some sort of reference to them having to change their lyrics to go on yeah. TV shows. So uh, also, if you notice, they are in their underwear and they play in their underwear. And this is a, apparently I didn't know this. I don't know if you ever seen uh, Chili Peppers live, but apparently they used to play in the nude. Oh, did they? I guess so. I did not know that. But yeah, Krusty's backstage watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers perform, and they're like, dancing around in your underwear? That's so degrading. And then Krusty's dressed up in an old-fashioned little kid's adult, complete with curly wig, tumbled shirt, and tights. Yeah. 30 so, seconds till your little sh uh, little stinker sketch. Give yeah, me a so bigger lolly. Uh, so now we start the show. We get live from Springfield, the entertainment capital of the state. <laughs> uh, we don't know what state that is. So now we get Krusty singing, send in the clowns, those daffy, laffy clowns, send the, send in those soulful, doleful schmotes by the boltful clowns, send in the clowns. And then Mel shows up and he goes like, do re me. And then he sings the rest and uh, they hug and they make up and Mel's like, Krusty, I love you. Quiet, Quiet you. <laughs> um, and so the reunion of Krusty and Sideshow Mel, 
which during, you know, he's singing the song Send in the Clowns is a reference to the 1976 on-air reunion between Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin on the former's annual telethon. Nice. That's, so, a, uh, that's a good good pull. Yeah. So uh, that's a very touching song. I, I enjoy it. Um, It's on it's on there. Like, I think like uh, most of this is on the album. One yeah. of the albums. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now we get to Luke Perry, who <laughs> shot out of a cannon uh, through the stage or through a window in the production facility in the studio, through the window at the Museum of Sandpaper. Yep. Apparently there's a museum for sandpaper in Springfield and then through the quickie mart through a jar of acid, sulfuric acid, which are half price. Yep. Which he was like, as he goes through and he's like, (laughs) Oh, my beautiful face. (laughs) And into a pillow factory, which is then demolished. Yep. Which is fantastic. Uh, And he, and he survives. He survives. Because you see him at the end of the the episode, yeah. and then and now and, and as we've already done, the Red Hot Chili Peppers sing "Give It Away" in their underwear, and we see Krusty getting ready for his bit with the the lollipop. Yup. And uh, so now Johnny, now we see Johnny Carson uh, on stage, and he's like, "Now Johnny, what do you got for us? Jokes? A little magic?" Actually, I thought I'd lift this 1987 Buick Skylark over my head. <laughs> and so he walks over, lifts the car over his head, and nods to the audience. And Krusty's like, hi-oh! Yeah, he's singing, uh, while he's singing this, he's singing the famous aria, Habanera, from the uh, opera Carmen. Yeah, he's like, he's like, Johnny, that's amazing. Oh yeah, get a load of this. And he starts, like, <laughs> juggling the car in the air. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, and so we now we get Elizabeth Taylor watching the special. And yep. uh, she's yep. like, I like, I gotta, like, I gotta fire that agent. So yeah. apparently she would have done it for Krusty. Oh, she would have. But yep. her agent was an idiot. Yep. Or the guy was like, that Krusty the Clown guy? No way. Yeah. Or something. You know, most agents, when they, like, look at someone that's been canceled or down, they're like, yeah, yeah we're not getting involved with that guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we get uh, Peter and the Wolf, which is the musical piece that Hefner plays on the wine glasses from the uh, children's story composed by Sergei Prokiev? Prokolev? Prokolev? Prokofiev? I don't know, Russian. Some, some Russian, yeah, or some Russian guy. Some, one of the many Sergeys from Russia. Yes, yes. Um, and then, so now we get the finale of the uh, special with Bette Midler and Krusty singing Wind Beneath My Wings. Which is a Bette, Bette Midler. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. I, I mean, they yeah. got, obviously, she's got to do something of hers. And then yeah. I like how at the end, Midler, <laughs> Midler thinks Krusty deserves an Emmy. But Krusty's like, yeah, the Academy hates me. <laughs> And then he goes on a rant against the Academy. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, and so now we close out the episode where they celebrate at Moe's because, I mean, that's that's where you got to celebrate in Springfield. Is that is that Moe's? Yeah. And so yeah. now we get Hugh Hefner doing the love tester <laughs> and getting cold fish. Which is hilarious. So for any of you youngsters out there who don't know who Hugh Hefner is, which you might because... Playboy. Uh, he was the founder of uh, Playboy, and, which is a uh, risque magazine, and he was known as a you know, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Not a lover. Well, I guess lover boy, like hot tamale. Uh, hot tamale. He was a, he was a man of the ladies. Yep. And so, for those of you that don't know, the ratings on the Love Tester mo are hot tamale, Casanova, hubba hubba, lukewarm fish, and cold fish. Yeah. 
Yep. And so Carson's, you know, he's talking to Krusty at the bar. He's like, okay, so you're going to spend your money wisely this time? <laughs> and then a lady walks up. Hey, Krusty, I got your ruby encrusted clown nose. And he's like, that Aw. would not, that, that would not feel good to wear. No, probably not. Unless it's like rubberized on, cause it's encrusted. So it could be like yeah. rubberized oh, on the outside. Yeah. So it's not a ruby nose. It's an encrusted yeah. rose. Yeah. Uh, root nose. And so red hot chili peppers come in and just their underwear. Cause why yeah. why add clothes if you're already half naked? Yeah. And Mo says they can't come in dressed <laughs> like that because it's a bar, right? I mean, it's yeah. got to have some sort of uh, yeah. code, dress code. And Hibbert, Hibbert and Wiggum are in their underwear, too. It's like, get with the times, Mo. Yeah, Hibbert tells Mo to get with the times. And uh, and Wiggum's like, ah, if it feels good, do it. And then Hibbert snaps his undies. And yeah. Wiggum's like, don't snap my undies. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. And so Krusty's like, I'm a star again. I don't know how to thank you, kids. And Bart's like, that's all right, Krusty. We're getting 50% of the t-shirt sales. Because <laughs> like, what? That's the sweetest plum. Ah, what the hell? You deserve it. Thanks, kids. Yeah. yeah, they deserve it. They got this. They were the ones that put this all together. Yep. I mean, I do love the relationship that Bart and Lisa tend to have with Krusty, yeah. even though half the time, sometimes he doesn't remember who they are. Yeah. And so, you know, Bart gives his speech. And uh, during that speech, Elizabeth Taylor gets seen out of the window. Because <laughs> oh, she she wanted to be involved, man. She drove over from Shelbyville to get involved. Yeah. You know, and Bart says, Krusty is the greatest entertainer in the world, except for maybe Johnny Carson. Because yeah, he's, and- what is he, lifting Bart, like someone on a stool above his Abe, head? Abe and Jasper. Abe and Jasper. Yeah. They were on like this table thing and Abe's like, is this the bus? Yeah. <laughs> I love this episode. There are so many good references. So many great. I I disagree with Julie Kavner. I I love the guest celebrities. She's she just wanted more lines. Um, but it's fantastic. It's funny. It makes sense. It has a good flow. I think we all know where I'm going with this. It's a five. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Just a wonderful way to wrap up season four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's fantastic. I'm go- definitely going five. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. I mean, I the the introduction of Gabo so funny, and <laughs> yeah. I know I know we do see Gabo a little little later down the line where he's yes. kind of like Lurleen, just broken yes. down and busted. So it'll be fun to get back to Gabo eventually. But I mean, I I love from start to finish. This episode is just a single A story, which I've yep. said in the past. I do love. My A story episodes that are just full on A. I mean, yep. it, they do they do go really well. And yes, there yeah. are some A B story collaborations that go really well too. But correct these these ones from start to finish. Yeah, I love the celebrity guest voices. I would actually, I think I would have loved to see in the script before Julie Kavner <laughs> said I'm not being involved. Like I would have loved yeah. to see what Marge's you know take on this episode would have been, which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, I'm not, and I'm also not going to hold the the scene uh, where Bart gets Gabo in trouble against them because Gabo n- never nothing happens to him. No, no, no. He actually so the whole the whole little sob thing. I mean, I you you think, oh my god, he's going to get shot in the foot for that one, but no. I, I he keep now now today's age, 2021. Oh. If he would have done that, he would have been canceled off the air and gone. Yep, because he can't say that stuff. This it's what 90s were definitely funnier. Yes. I, would, I would definitely say the 90s were funnier. But yeah, 
I'm definitely, uh, definitely going to say that uh, this episode is a great, fantastic ending to a season. Like it really has yeah. everything and I love it. Uh, yep. So let's uh, close it out with our character profile. And this, <laughs> this one we have Gabbo. Who's uh, Gabbo? What's a Gabbo? Uh, G- <laughs> Gabbo is a dummy for ventriloquist Arthur Crandall. Oh, I've been calling her Kerbopple. I've been calling her Crabnell. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a buddy, um, buddying, budding, budding, if highly overhyped TV star. I mean, Arthur, eh, but Gabbo, he's the bees. So, so who makes the money? Is it Arthur or Gabbo? I don't know. Well, as we saw during Gabbo's introduction, he could jump off someone's lap and just, yeah, like, okay. They've never said that Gabbo was a puppet. They said Gabbo was a ventriloquist dummy. But they said he was going to get a real boy operation. So, so he's a puppet ventriloquist dummy? Is this like, uh, is this like the Night of the Living Dead? Not Night of the Living The Night Goosebumps the living dummy. Yeah, Night of the Living Dummy. You know, he does kind of look like that. Except I believe the Night of the Living Dummy came after this. Did it? Okay. Um, I believe. That, maybe that's where uh, R.L. Stein got the idea for, for Night maybe. of the Living Dummy. Uh, his appearance... His hinges are visible. Yes. Uh, overall demeanor, mean-spirited and annoying. <laughs> oh, by far. By far. And talents can do both the Holy Gully and an imitation of Vin Scully. <laughs> I'll take that one. That one sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Living Dummy actually came out in 1993. All it right. came out in, I'm going to see if I have an exact date. Okay. Oh, May of May of nineteen. It was published in May of nineteen ninety three. So I think this is just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. That's pretty. That that's actually pretty funny. Yep. Um. All right, guys. So let's close out season four, where uh, everyone can find us. Head over to Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Our Instagram, Simpsons Did It Pod. Uh, you can head over to our uh, Twitter if we ever use it ever again but Simpsons did in pc <laughs> well if, if facebook and uh, instagram ever get shut down again you can find us on twitter yeah we barely use twitter guys i do apologize yeah. we have it but twitter doesn't give us the uh, platform where we use if you guys are on our facebook and instagram you see what we post twitter yeah. doesn't have the character profile to <laughs> house what i like to say on our other social medias yes. um but uh lastly head over to youtube uh type in simpsons Daily podcast and subscribe because we do want to uh um ha- eventually have a good url for you guys and yes. um so like subscribe comment um we do love all that i love the people that do watch all of our episodes on the back end whether it's for a second third or fourth time um, or the new listeners on YouTube. So absolutely thank you for checking us out on YouTube. Yep. Um, if you'd like to donate to our podcast, sorry, if you'd like to donate to our podcast, head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash Simpsons did it. Donate to our uh, cause here. Uh, 5, 10, 15, $20. You'll get stickers for a uh, basic donation. We're coming up with other stuff for you for larger donations. So stay tuned for that. Um, and lastly, uh, give us a phone call on uh, 612-584-0986 and let us know what you think about our podcast on there. Um, You can also give us some uh, feedback, um, your favorite parts and quotes of certain episodes because we want to put that into our episode at the end. So that would be really cool. But yeah, uh, give us a call, Jaden, if you guys have 
already been listening to it. If you guys don't know, Jaden LeBron did the uh, voiceover work for it. So give amazing. him yep, so amazing. Yep. So give him some kudos, even if you don't leave us a voicemail. Um, that would be fantastic. So this is the end of season four. And uh, good news is we only got, uh, was it, 29 more seasons to go? <laughs> Uh, so, are they on season 33? Season 33 right now. So, so yeah. we'll see you next week for the start of season five. Yep. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. That ought to hold those little SOBs. Shh.